0: Nora. What's all this? Hi, Patty. <laughs> I'm getting ready to go on a mission trip to Santiago, Cuba. Oh, Pastor Fausto from Key West gave us a list of all the things we should take, and I've been trying to get them together. That's why I'm here.
1: Well, what's the hat for?
0: Oh, because it was 93, 94, 95, 96 degrees (laughs) every day. And we are supposed to walk miles and miles and miles.
1: and the umbrella.
0: Again, when we first arrived in, what was the name of that place we ate lunch at first? Uh, Hogan, it looked like a Monet painting. Everybody carries an umbrella. I've had an umbrella in my car for years. (laughs) I don't think I've ever used it. (laughs) But this, yes, if you go to San Diego,
1: take an umbrella. (laughs) And uh, what about the uh, shoes, Uh, the Uh, water, water shoes? There
0: is a beautiful beach. In Santiago, beautiful, but there are some rocks, so I was told you know if you plan to go to the beach, be sure and take water shoes. These have a nice, sturdy bottom, and
1: the beach
0: is absolutely gorgeous
1: and uh, why the t- the uh, toilet paper?
0: I hate to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> there are no toilet seats in Santiago, <laughs> not even in the church, baño, and no toilet paper we were told we could take three rolls. So it really got very common to see everybody walking around, you know. Okay, here Yes, you can. One of the other things, We were told there are many mosquitoes and flies in Santiago, and so everybody walks around (laughs) with the fly swatter. And then um, my pillow sheets, pillowcases, towels, soaps. We had to carry it all. And most important, you know what that jug is for? Water? (laughs) (laughs) Time and again, we were warned, you cannot drink the water. You cannot brush your teeth with the water. You cannot eat ice cream that's been made with the water. (laughs) Uh, And powdered milk is used. There are very few cows, so powdered milk is mixed with the water. So I am taking water. This is my other water jug,
1: so and what are th- what's this for? Oh,
0: there are no CVSs and no Walgreens. There are small shops, and if you can afford to go and buy um, Neosporin or Tylenol, they probably... Do not have what you need. So this is my first aid medicine kit. Anything you need today, I've got it. <laughs> I mean, I checked this out. So, sunglasses is a must. Um, the most important thing, passports. I made sure it was updated. Then I made a copy. Then I made another copy. And we were told, in case, be sure you have copies. And then we have insurance forms. And you know what? I paid for insurance. And then they came back and said, you're too old.
1: (laughs) We won't
0: insure you. So I went to San Diego by faith, <laughs> assuming that all would be well. And then the next of kin, I think Pastor Charles gave it to us one week, and the next week he said, you've got to fill out this form. Next of kin, your beneficiary, it was a different form. The name of the game is forms, forms, forms. So all of these. Of course, you need money. I have a five dollar US dollar and Cuba's money is called CUC. You're encouraged to um, exchange a hundred dollars because for a hundred dollars you get 97 which is pretty close. If you exchange twenties or tens, you don't get that higher rate. So is
1: there anything
0: else you'd like to ask? Well, you have
1: coffee there and tea coffee. bags.
0: Uh, we all took we all took coffee. There is coffee. Half coffee, half bean, I mean you know.
1: A different place, so why? And why are you wearing the rain gear or whatever that is?
0: (laughs) With our ticket, airline ticket, uh, we can carry 44 pounds, 44 pounds free. And my idea was I would put all of this like this, and then when i go through customs and all I'll, pre- I'll pretend i'm wearing it <laughs> and they might let me go on as a, like a like a carry on <laughs> so all right you'll be hearing more about our wonderful trip when i get back from cuba
2: it was interesting traveling with this group is that fair to say (laughs) yeah that's fair to say um so what we're going to do over the next little bit is just let all the people that went talk a little bit about their experience um some of the things that stuck out with them and uh let's see if we can get it started with chuck and Monet. you you want to come on up and Uh, give us a little of your insights into what's going on there (laughs) I guess one is yes and one is no
3: Uh, I decide I can organize well long, um, not quite long, just a little bit of a uh, experience I had. So I decided just to jot down a few notes to tell based on my writing a little bit. <laughs> and. Uh, Where's my things at? Okay, here it goes. I'm glad to see you all. I thank you all your prayer for us and our God bring us all safely home. Also, thank you for allowing me to go there to learn God's work. Also, I learned our, our uh, VVS slogan in Spanish word. It says, it goes like this. Jesus ve, Jesus se ve, Jesus It means Jesus see you, and Jesus love you, and Jesus save you, um, we all agree that, right? right. Um, I also feeling one step close to God. And lots of the children following me uh, wanted to talk to me and wanted to know me. And later I figured out they saw first time, slender eye, and pug Korean. They never saw before, (laughs) so I had a wonderful, warm, kind experience with the children and adults. Inspired with such a poor condition, they saw us spiritually um, uh, enthusiastic and cheerful and loving each other. One of a uh, one of uh, class. When Pastor Charles asked a question about Bible study to children, and they gave a collect, correct answers, they get the one small candy for prize. And uh, where I am, I got lost the line. And they love candy so much, unbelievably, they're just crazy about it, uh, candy. But I couldn't believe what. When I saw them share three ways, when they get the prize, they just uh, he uh, she cuts it and then shares a, uh, a little friends, and it just uh, touched my heart really. And um, I like to thank you for Pastor Eddie Gonzalez and his family. Their whole family worked hard and. They go to bed at 3 a.m., all the things that they have to prepare. And uh, they open their home really widely, and they make us feel very comfortable and home. And I'd like to thank Pastor Fauster and his wife and daughter, and Pastor Eddie, older daughter named Yanira, uh, And Pastor Foster's young daughter, uh, Melanie, did a wonderful translation for us. And we all, thanks to Pastor Foster and Pastor Charles, their hard work, and can't say enough, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience for me. Thank you all.
4: First of all, I'd like to thank God for giving Monet and I the opportunity to go. And uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you for all your help, especially Mike and uh, William's wife, Sandy, and to Jim, and all the help that you did for us to help plan. Secondly, I'd like to say that uh, we were in charge of missions and we did the best we could, but it was a little hard because we didn't speak their language. And the first night uh, our video was in English. It was about a family that tried to start a church in Atlanta. And it was all in English and the kids didn't know where Atlanta was (laughs) and they didn't know anything about it. And we couldn't figure out how to put subtitles on, so we showed the video. The kids were just sitting there blank, you know, they didn't know. So we scrapped that and started telling the story. And it worked out a little better then, much better actually. Uh, so, but we taught in our little uh, section that we were us- doing, we had crafts and we had something else going on.
5: But anyway, there was
4: 200 kids and they cut it off. Could have been more. Anyway, 60 kids at a time came into a little room, sat on the floor, and listened to us through an interpreter, answered all of our questions, and they were just great, beautiful kids. And on Sunday, Pastor Charles was in charge of the service, but we sat in the second row. In the front row was four deaf people. And in front of them was an uh, sign interpreter. And I was watching her the whole service and she was just great. She, she was just unbelievable. And those four people responded to her and they got up and they, they did everything. And so afterwards she came up to me and she she knew I was watching her, and she wanted to meet me. And so I told her, I said, "Man, you should be in the movies." But she didn't understand what I talk- what I said. And she looked at me sort of funny, and, and sh- I saw her go. And she went up to a, somebody that could interpret <laughs> what I had told her. And she, I saw her face go red. You know, it was pretty funny. And she came back to me, and she said, oh, she said, that was so nice. And she said, I'll tell you, they teach us that. I said her facial expressions were so great that she should be in the movies. And they said that uh, she was, uh, she told me that that's what they taught her in school when they taught an interpreter. And she was telling me all about if you look sad and they're supposed to be happy, it doesn't work. You have to, your facial expressions have to mirror what you're trying to say to them. So I just thought that was great. And Manny was a hoot the whole trip. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he was like in heaven. And he was going, making friends with everybody. I mean, he was just really fun to watch. So anyway, our experience was excellent. I think Pastor Charles did a really good job. And I think Pastor Fausto and also Pastor Eddie, wonderful. They took care of us. There was no glitches through customs. They guided us through everything. And it was just a wonderful experience. And so we're glad to be home, but we hated to leave as well.
2: I had was I got to go on the trip with my daughter Caroline was home for the summer and she went with us so you're next
6: so I wrote down everything because if I didn't I would have just stood here awkwardly so here we go (laughs) this past week we've had the incredible opportunity to visit Santiago Cuba and do some mission work at the local church this trip to Cuba was definitely an eye-opening experience for me If there was any word to describe how I felt during and after the trip, it would be grateful. We were able to meet many people and see what it was like to live in Cuba. And sadly, it's not the greatest. The majority of the houses aren't fully built and don't have much in them. Most houses do not have any appliances, like a fridge, washer, dryer, and air conditioning. And Cuba, let me tell you, it's a lot like the Keys. It only has one season, and that's summer. (laughs) So it was very hot. Seeing all of this made me truly see bleh, made me truly truly realize how the Lord has blessed me with so many things. I remember in my high school Bible class, once a week we had to write down five different things we were thankful for. But since I was with the overachieving class, it became more of a competition of what we were thankful for than actually being truly what we were thankful for. But unlike the things I wrote in my class, this is truly genuine. The Lord has given me a wonderful home, family, friends, opportunity for higher education, and so much more. I used to always worry about how we would pay for college because Palm Beach Atlantic? Not cheap, let me tell you that. But after visiting Cuba, that worry does not exist anymore. I know the Lord has provided and he will continue to provide. I'm also thankful that I had this incredible opportunity to go on this mission trip with some of my church family. They have seen me as a little two-year-old constantly sucked her thumb to now to this 19-year-old, Hello. to now this 19-year-old who, and I quote, looks like her mom a little bit more every day, which, mom, not complaining about, you're gorgeous. (laughs) I'm also thankful that I was able to go on this trip with my dad. I'm glued to my mom's hip. I'm always with her. So the fact that I got to be on this trip with just my dad was incredible. So dad, thank you for letting me go on this trip with you. And thank you for tolerating me when I was on the plane back home. (laughs) I don't like planes. I was a hot mess and a half. So he was incredible. If I learned anything from this trip, it would be these two things. Number one, Cuban coffee. True gift from God. It is so good. I probably had about two to three cups a day. If you don't believe me, ask my dad. I even had some today. The second thing is, I'm extremely grateful for all the things the Lord has given me. I'm thankful for the small things like AC and toilet seats. Yeah, I did say toilet seats. And the big things like my home, my family, and my church family. Thank you. <laughs>
2: little worried. Is that fair? Fair. Okay. Well, I think our our two actresses are probably about ready, having changed costumes, and uh, Patty or and or Nora, if you want to come and give your. You can stay right here on the floor, Miss Patty. You don't have yeah. to come. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Shouldn't have to climb up on the stage.
1: Well, uh, that trip was. I don't think it works. I don't like. I don't like microphones. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, our trip was uh, really enjoyable. I mainly uh, enjoyed the, the kids and the teenagers. The teenagers were so helpful, and they were so talented. They did the morning uh, dance and song to get the kids started, and um, or the, after the first dance and song that we did. And then they were so helpful with the uh, kids in the craft. This is one of our crafts that the kids worked on. The only thing was they didn't want to use up too many um, pipe cleaners. So they only put six uh, legs on the uh, octopus. And Nora made a point of, I don't know how she explained it to him, but she told him that a shark had eaten off two of the legs. (laughs) <laughs> anyway it was uh, and then we also made sand uh pictures uh, i don't know if you have any of those or not and uh we also did cr- crosses so they did really well on that but the children were amazing when one time all the teachers left and left me in a room with all these kids for about 15 minutes and i'm like what's going to happen when they start poking at each other or the usual thing. They sat there a, on the floor, quietly the whole time, and uh, finally, the 15 minutes that I had them, they were able to get up, and I, they stood in a straight line, and they waited, and then they all came over and hugged me, and I had taught them Asta luego meant see you later, and they all of them said see you later, so. And I had a paper that I wrote, wrote out what I was going to say, but I don't <laughs> have, this is enough. Okay, thank you.
0: Monday is the day the seniors come to church, and I went over uh, the service began at nine, and so I'm walking up the stairs in sanctuary, and the pastor said, uh, we've decided you should speak to the seniors. Okay. I, I truly felt honored, but I do realize that the very trenchant <laughs> requirements was I was the oldest one of our groups, so I accepted that. In Ephesians um, four eleven, we are told, and he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. And the purpose of the ministry of gifts is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Before I began to speak, we sang a lot of songs, and I kept thinking, there are over a hundred Probably closer to 150 seniors. And I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful? A choir in heaven of all seniors. And they sang from the heart. They knew the words, they sang, they participated. It was beautiful. And we sang a number of songs. We had someone would come up, give a testimony, we'd sing again, and someone else would give a testimony, and we would sing, and then about um, 10.30, we went out to the church patio, and they were served refreshments, and being seniors, then we had the banyos, and then we came back and sang again, and um there were so many requests for prayer and uh, praises to God and notes of thanksgiving. And I realized that in the world, we as humans have so many commonalities. We have all been born, faced childhood, adulthood, love, marriage, children, death, disappointments, inspiration, goals that we set. We have so many bonds with each other. I just don't feel that race, color, creed, country, uh, is the biggest part of it. I ask in that group of over 100, if there was anyone there, 95, no hands, 94, 93, 92, 91, one hand. One man, 91. Everyone knew him because he was so old. <laughs> and then I went on down, and I was the next oldest at 86. And I learned that the, what do you call it, lifespan, um, uh, so while they were seniors most of them were probably 60s and early um, 70s and I tried to impart my feeling that life is not over at 80 amen anybody (laughs) And I think as long as the Lord gives you health and strength and you're able, then there is something you can do. And I explained to them when we came to decorate the church, there was some dust. You know, even all of us can pick up a dust cloth or we can sweep the floor And I tried to impart the idea that we have all been given different talents, but the Lord can use anything that you offer to Him. So I felt very privileged to speak with them. They were there for the day, they came at nine, they stayed for lunch. And by then, I was tired. I don't know what they did <laughs> the rest of the afternoon. These people walked to church. These were neighbor seniors. There were no buses, no cars. or So the ones that came walked for this service. And I truly felt very privileged to share the word of God with them and to show them that at 86, you can go on a mission trip (laughs) and have receive a wonderful blessing, which I did.
2: Thank you. Yes, she was our... Our senior statesperson for the group, um, and yeah, like she said, um, 86, went strong the whole time. She didn't say this, but she meant it, so what's your excuse? (laughs) Right, so there we go. Of course, if Nora is going to speak to the seniors, she would need an interpreter, and we just happened to bring two of the best with us. Um, So Manny and Ada went on our trip with us, and I'm going to ask you to come on up and uh, give you a chance to share about your experience I'll give you a microphone, too, in case you need to correct <laughs> anything he says.
7: <laughs> uh, i go first. G-
5: good morning. Uh, I went to this mission trip as the Indiana Jones of the group. First, we were so blessed for this group to come together. The diversity of the group was awesome. Ms. Nora was awesome. Uh, Chuck and his wife, Mene, were out of this world. So it was o- awesome to see them. All together, uh, arts and craft, uh, washing the pastor, trying to clean a floor with a bucket. And, and, I mean, all we did was just in love. I, I feel that. I had left Cuba in 1961. It's been over 50 years I've been there. I had to show them how wonderful God is, how blessed they are. There's no difference between us and them. None. God is at work in that church. That church is on top of a hill. There is a light in that church. You have to understand that Santiago de Cuba is where the revolution started. Fidel Castro and his brother were born there. Were born there. So you have to understand that there are slogans everywhere about how great the revolution is. So the, the state of mind, I wanted to make sure that they knew that as an American going there, we love them. And like Miss Nora says, there is no difference. We're all a body of believers, a body of Christ. And I jumped, I jumped in. I love them. I love the children. I hugged them. I kissed them. I told them how wonderful they are, how we care for them how all of us are the same. God loves them like he loves Charles and, and Pastor Fauto and Pastor Eddie. Uh, the food was phenomenal. Their church went out of their way to take care of us. Out of their way. They fed us very well. There was always water. There was always coffee. And
7: lots of food.
5: <laughs> and let me tell you, I learned to drink coffee a different way. Don't put sugar. Put condensed milk. (laughs) Oh, condensed milk and Q and coffee. It's out of this world. And it is a church that is alive, very much alive. We could have taken care of 400 kids. They stopped at 200. One time they tried 400, and they had VVS from early in the morning, break off, and bring another 200 in the afternoon. Can you imagine having BVS for 400 children? Everything that was donated by you, everything, was used very well. It was absolutely phenomenal. We were able to take care of all the children. We were able to take care of all the volunteers. And believe it or not, a bag that that we're collecting the, the school supply and the bags we collected, that's gold. People walk home with their meat or chicken in their hand. There's no bags. There's no toilet paper. So we were able to go to a store, a government store, and that day they had toilet paper, and we were able to buy a lot of toilet paper the church. So it is, it is the, the, the grateful people, the, 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 the children and the teenagers are bringing their family into the fold. They're showing their parents that 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 there is a living God. There is a living God. There's a, a God that loves us so much that he gave us his son. And that son, it's life, and life abundantly, and, the, and, and uh, Pastor Charles had the chance to baptize a grandmother that the little daughter brought her mother, and the mother brought the grandmother. So God is using the children, and the teenagers, to bring them. Remember, this is a country that's always been surrounded by witchcraft, mm-hmm. period. All they know all their lives is idols. All of their lives, and now they see a God who cares for them, that loves them, that is merciful, that is kind, and it's just spreading. It's a light on a hill, not a light on the bottom of a of, of, of a stand. It's on top of a hill, and we're drawing them. Uh, pray for them. Pray for, for Pastor Eddie and his family. Uh, they're teaching young pastors to. I mean, young students to be pastors so they can go into the countryside where the workers are, are working and letting them know that yes there is a way and that way Jesus Christ and I, and I took it and I went and I hugged them and told them how much we love them how much we care for them it was awesome to see uh Miss Nora uh, speaking to the seniors Mene uh, uh, sitting there I don't know how she' communicating between Korean, Spanish, English. I don't know how that happened. But they were laughing. <coughs> and I saw them laughing and enjoying themselves and holding hands. And it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. A- and seeing William go to the kitchen. He got kicked out of the kitchen. There were too many b- women in there. Uh, Cuban women don't want somebody in there in the kitchen. But we all came as a group. We all came, and the group was just perfect, absolutely perfect. And uh, I thank the Lord for giving me opportunities for the deacons, for, for, for everybody that just came around and said, go, go. And it was awesome. And I tell you what, after all the jokes and all the, the things that Miss Laura brought, I hope, really hope within my heart that next year, if there's a calling from Pastor Fauci in Key West and says that they need people to go, that make, make the commitment, this, there is a difference. Y- you're gonna, you are going to sweat a lot. That's just, that's just fact of life. But there's plenty of water. There's plenty of good water. I asked a lady, I said, I heard your water is bad. She goes, yeah, the water is bad. I said, how come you don't use a filter? They go, we use a filter what is it called? She goes, the kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you have to laugh. I mean, you have to laugh. They dressed her kids magnificent, well behaved. It's great. I had a blast. I wish it would have been another ten more days with them and just just being with them and and, and letting them know that we as a church we're no different. I may speak English. Then they may speak Spanish. name may speak Korean. But guess what? We're all the same. All the same. We're all the same. And God says love them. And we did. We gave them every ounce of love we had. And and they loved Miss Nora with the seniors. And the seniors, I love what we did for them. And and we were blessed to go there and, and, and give them something. Even though if it was a one dollar screwdriver one dollar screwdriver from the dollar tree. think about it. they have a screwdriver now to work in their homes and uh, I just want to thank you all that that we were able to go and this church came around us in, in financial support and your kindness and you pray for us and we're back. We're back <laughs> <Your turn.
7: No laughs> First of all, it's very hard for me to speak in front of anybody, and if most of you know me, I'm very emotional. And I first have to thank God for giving us the opportunity to be able to serve him and for our, our congregation, which is our family, that supported all of us at the time and was able to, to help us um, go to Cuba. I was first blessed to see that my husband did enjoy this experience the most because it's the first time he was able to go back since he was seven years old. I'm just very grateful that, that we all came together and we were able to do what we were to do, what God had sent us to do, which is to share the love of Christ and to show them that they are, they are no different than we are. However, they had us like if we were on pedal stools. They served us more better than they would serve their own family, which you would normally, as parents, would serve your kids and your family first before you would serve anybody else. And um, through the whole experience at the beginning, I was very emotional, and I even had told the pastor that I felt emotionally drained, because I would see how they were serving us all this food, and of course, as Baptists, we like eating, and they wouldn't stop serving us food, and it was like, we're still full. And I just kept on saying, but they don't have food at home, and they're serving us all this food, but they still don't have food at home. But then William went ahead and told me, Ada, you have to remember, the week that we're here, they're eating because we're here. So he did help me focus on the part of being there, and um, the goodness of it is because they were able to eat. And if you all don't know, they're not just work to make money and to feed themselves. They're only making maybe $5 a month, maybe $15 a month. And the most uh, money that is made there are by taxi drivers. Even if they're a doctor, nurse, school teacher, anything like that, the one who makes the most money is a taxi driver, and that's still not even a lot of money. But the Cubans there only get um, per person three pounds of meat a month, which, if you think about it, sometimes... We'll go to Outback and order a 16-ounce steak, and that's one dinner. Or we throw away a lot of food. But um, also going back to um, my experience there, the children would actually follow you. If they had a chance to, they'll follow you. And um, there was this one little girl that touched my heart that um, during the crafts, she was just standing there, and she looked kind of sad. And I was trying to communicate with her. And um, I finally just broke the ice with her, and I said, "It's really hot here." And she just rolled her eyes. She goes, "Yes, it's really hot." So I, I spoke with her a little bit, and then she smiled. And um, then during the end of a um, of vacation Bible school, I asked if I could take if she could take a picture with me, and she did. So she was kept on staring at me and smiling at me. And then when we came up on on this on um, And we all danced, and I hope we get to see that video. But all of us, they asked us, all Americans, come up and dance. She stood there, and she followed me, and she watched, and she just kept on following me. And that's how they all were. They were all very loving, and um, they just had us on pedestals. And we just kept on reminding them that the love of Christ is everywhere and that we love them and hope that we're blessed to go back and see them grow within the church themselves it was very sad to see that there was um, houses that um, didn't have doors or walls, and they were cardboard Cardboard just to go ahead and keep the heat from coming in. And I'm just very grateful, first, to be a part of this church and that we're all family and how much love that we two have for one another. And um, if you do have a chance um, to go, Santiago de Cuba, which is the poorest part of, of uh, okay. Cuba, that you're able to go, and you'll appreciate toilet paper and having a seat, yes, that's true, but sometimes there was places that didn't even have water, so that you can wash your hands or even flush a toilet, and so even that, we should even be grateful for, but... um. I just um, I'm thankful and then I'm thankful of being a part of the the mission trip and to be able to share it with Miss Nora and Miss Patty as well because it was without them and I don't think it would have been the same <laughs> and um and that's all I have to say for now thank you.
2: Now the uh, other member of our team that's not here today is William Harrelson. Um, He was leaving for vacation, so he actually came back and left. If I could sum up William's experience in a word, it would be this word,
4: mangoes.
2: (laughs) Mangoes are everywhere in in Cuba. At the seminary where we stayed, there's a tree that's just loaded. They had their eyes on them. We had every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a plate of fruit, mangoes prominently featured, And then at night, about 10, 11, 12 o'clock, when we finally got back to the seminary, a bunch of them would go outside and peel mangoes, because obviously, what else would you want to eat in in Cuba? And so there it is. I'm not going to try to be too much longer, but I brought some pictures. Some of of the group have shared with me, just to give you a taste. um, The first one, I think, is of the church we went to. It's the Third Baptist Church in Cuba. Now, in, in America, First Baptist, and then... Usually you pick other names in Cuba. It's 1st Baptist, 2nd Baptist, 3rd Baptist, 4th Baptist. All the way down, I think it's 21st Baptist Church. They number them as they they put them up. And this is, um, that's our our transportation for the week, the bus. But the church, the temple area, the the auditorium is that building. We're taking the picture from the other side of the street. And I think the next slide is sort of like we would call the educational building. It's it's across the street. This is um, where we spent... Uh, the the VBS time and uh, the second floor there is the pastor's home that he kind of opened up. There's there's a a lower level you can't see. You can kind of see that crate down there. Down there there's another thing. One of the things that I I like this picture is you can see it's not finished. You see all the rebar sticking out. Um, They just build with what they have. And when they're out, they stop. And maybe if they get some more money they'll add a little bit more. Uh, And so everywhere we go there's there's houses with rebar sticking out in fact one of the stairs we had to to use was about the steepest set of stairs I've ever been on and I wouldn't get on it if anybody else was on it because there was a piece of rebar at the top and a piece of rebar at the bottom and some string I don't know what the string was doing but I figured you know you go to the bottom and then I'll try you know it's very very different sort of I I don't I think it's that stairwell back there you can kind of see it poking out the back there so that's the, the church we stayed at, we uh, worked at the seminary is where we stayed. the The Eastern Baptist Seminary of Cuba. I think the next picture is a picture of that. It's a it's a little different. It's it's a finished type building. Um, pastor Eddie, who is the pastor of the church, is also an administrator at the seminary. He kind of has that dual role in Cuba. Um, as I said, we're in Santiago or on the eastern part of the island. And right now there are about. 20 to 25 students studying to be pastors uh, in this, this seminary. This is where we slept. They had some dorm-type uh, rooms that we could stay in, and this is where we ate breakfast every day. When, when we would get up and eat breakfast, we were served, as I said, always fruit. We all got an egg, or a piece of an egg, and usually there was bread, and there was juice, and there was tea, and there was coffee, and there was milk. It seemed, in some ways, kind of a typical breakfast, but one of the students helped us out As a translator that week, and one morning William asked her what their breakfast was, and she just pointed. She said, sometimes just the rolls. That's all they'd get. There might be some honey to go on it. There might be some coffee and some water to go with it. But as a student, your typical breakfast, a roll. As the mission team, fruit and rolls and eggs and and all of that sort of thing. They really went out of their way to treat us uh, better than we deserve because I know us. How's that? Next picture, I don't remember what it is. Oh, this is the church. That's standing on the on the platform area looking out Sunday morning. Um, the balls are VBS. They don't usually just kind of hang beach balls from the ceiling. It's a special occasion. Um, but that was our Sunday morning crowd. You